friends. This is Donovan. And I'm Emily. And you're back with Grace Avenue, and we are so grateful that you're here. And you should know that I have a bowl of spinach and lettuce waiting for me outside this room, grown by Emily. She is like a gardener. And when you come to her house, you leave with goodie bags of vegetables. So that's the life I'm living right now. Mostly props to my husband because he has inspired all of that. But I am enjoying it now, too. He's taught me a lot, and we're just having fun. We've learned. This is our third year doing a garden, and we have learned every year. And it's just so fun. I recommend gardening. It's so impressive. How fun. Um, I, I don't even know. Like, she was cutting lettuce and give it like teaching me how I don't know Emily has a secret identity is like a green thumb like just living on the land kind of girl I don't know about that you should see my family they're amazing I'm just uh learning but it is so fun when you go to the grocery store and you can literally walk through the produce section and you don't have to buy certain things because they're growing in your backyard because you already have that is fun Oh my gosh well I don't have to buy spinach this week so look at me go um now, I digress about vegetables. Um, today, we are talking about um, prayer. Um, and this has been something that's kind of on your heart, something you're thinking about. Yes. So I was talking to the Lord recently, <laughs> and I felt like he just reminded me what a privilege prayer is and how in certain moments of my life, I have forgotten that. That it is such a privilege that we can come to God in prayer because it actually wasn't always like that. Sometimes it's easy to think that how things are for you is how it's always been for everybody. And we can forget history. Mm -hmm. Um, But scripture tells us that when Jesus died on the cross for us, that the veil was torn in two. And that veil being torn gave us access to the Heavenly Father that we didn't have before. It was only the high priest that had that before. Um, So now we have access. Everyone can pray. And Scripture says, come boldly before the throne of grace. So we can not only pray, but we're invited to come pray boldly before God. And that hit me. I think it was this week. It just hit me so differently. Like, what a privilege prayer is it's not an item on a to-do list it's not something okay I've got my cup of coffee I'm gonna pray for 10 minutes and read this scripture and I'll be on my way Mm. like it is sacred and it is to be reverenced um but it's also a comfortable space where you can come before God knowing that you can be who you are exactly you can come before him exactly as you are and i've heard it said before if you don't know what to pray you can literally just pray jesus you can just pray the name of jesus Mm -hmm. to come into communion with the lord and conversing with him in communication what are your what are your thoughts donovan first of all just yes and i love that you said that i love the focusing on the privilege of it we fail to do that we take it like like all good things that we have, we are prone to take it for granted. And um, I, I certainly um, have done that. I mean, like, I need to pray. I should pray. Um, but it is an invitation that was bought for me. And I, I'm thinking also about in Peter, 
or where Peter writes that we should cast our anxieties on him because he cares for us. That's the invitation. And it's motivated by this, that the God of the universe loves us and wants to have conversation with us. That's wild. That should be wild, right? That should rock our worlds and, and draw us to prayer. So all that should um, on the table, it makes me want to ask the, um, why, why is it hard to do that? Do you think? Why, um, why do we take it for granted? Or why do we, why do you think we sometimes struggle to pray or pray without ceasing? Great question, Donovan. I'm going to speak from experience and also from observance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we struggle because it causes us to stop in some instances. Yeah. Um, scripture says, pray without ceasing. So we are also to live our life prayerful throughout mm-hmm. the day. I pray while I'm washing dishes. You know, we, we pray while we're in the car. Um, we are to pray without ceasing, but also there are moments where we do need to stop and pray. Mm. Um, and I think we don't like to be slowed down mm-hmm. in our flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to feel like everything is productive and there's something in us that sometimes feels like it's not productive, which is not true right? at all. Good word. Yeah. It's not true at all. Um, because it is an incredible privilege um, to be able to commune with the God of the universe. So I think in our um, life in 2022, uh, first world country, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we're so focused on getting things done that we don't, we forget the magnitude of prayer and um that when we stop and pray and talk to the Lord and he talks to us, that that is one of the best things we could do. I think another reason Donovan, that we sometimes struggle to pray is because we forget that prayer changes us often more times than it changes the circumstances. So Mm. I think sometimes uh, we can tire out. Well, I've prayed about that and nothing's happened. You know, I've prayed for so long, I'm just tired Mm -hmm. or, you know, different things like that. And that's kind of even scary to say uh, or to admit. Right. Um, But I do think that happens sometimes people give up on praying um, because they have not seen. But that is not what faith is about. But we just and I know we know that in essence, but we have to remember that. Um, So I think that might be a reason sometimes people struggle to pray. Um, and what we said at the beginning, we forget what a privilege it is. And sometimes it accidentally becomes this Christian motion checklist. Right. We read our Bible, we pray, we go to church and serve, repeat, you know, right. and we forget, uh, this is all about relationship much more than it is about motions and, um, rituals. Yes. It's not so much about doing, but it's about the heart. And out of when our heart's right, out of that flows wanting to be in the word, wanting to pray and commune with God, right. wanting to serve others and love others. So I believe, Donovan, the reason we're talking about this is we just have to remember prayer is such a privilege and a joy and an opportunity. Um 
And when we are reminded of that and when we remember that, it makes us excited, mm-hmm. excited to go pray and hear from God. And in scripture, it says, Jesus is talking and he says, when you pray, don't be like the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Don't go stand and pray for everyone to hear you. And it even says, don't use all the eloquent, fancy words. Right. But when you pray, go close the door and pray in private where God sees you and you will be rewarded for that. It reminds me of our last episode about the hidden things yes. in the hidden season. Yes, that would have been a good to include. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, what did you want to say on that, Donovan? No, what you said, it um, it inspired me to th- this idea that that is the true litmus test or the proof or the substance of our relationship with the Lord. Um, now, he um, he saved you us right like he's all in on you but the mutuality of that relationship that's why the privateness is so important I think mm-hmm. and um I I relate like if you have emotions that are like you're, you don't want to pray or you're not feeling it right now or maybe you're afraid of what God's gonna say about something that's going on or sometimes prayer is really vulnerable Sometimes I get before the Lord and things come up that right. I really don't want to, I don't want to deal with it right now, um, or I'm not ready, or I, or I don't think I am. Um, so there's a lot of reasons that you might like feel wonky about getting alone with the Lord. Um, but I think having the, that discipline of continually going to that place, regardless of feelings, yes, um, that's what a relationship is is um beautiful yes and and the lord has laid it all down to come for us right like this is not how you keep him loving you but it is how you engage with him right it is how um we begin to walk with him and alongside him and practice our part of the relationship which i I think is part of maturing as a follower of jesus um and there's not much greater than prayer and and praying the word um that does that for us, right? There's not much deeper than that. I love what you just shared, Donovan. And sometimes I personally come into a time of prayer with God and I feel like I don't know what to say. Mm. Have you ever have you ever come to meet with the Lord and I feel like you just are empty of words? Yes. Or oh or maybe there's like a thousand things moving through my mind and I can't articulate something to say to him. Exactly. Yeah. I I've literally said countless times, Lord, I don't know what to say, but here I am. And I really think that God loves us to come to him no matter how we come to him. Yes. Because he says he is our heavenly father and we are his children and the beauty of that is he likens that unto a parental relationship and that's a beautiful thing because you don't care how your child shows up to you you just want to be with your children you just want to be with your son or daughter you just want to be with your parents sometimes you know 
you have something going on and you're like, man, I just need to talk to my mom or I just need to talk to my dad about that. Yeah. So I think it's important to remember that God isn't expecting eloquent speech or um, this rehearsed moment. He just wants to meet with us. I was just going to read a C.S. Lewis quote that I love. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time. Walking and sleeping, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God. It changes me. Oh my gosh. I love that prayer. I've never heard that before. That's (laughs) an epic quote. Prayer changes us, especially when we come with listening ears and a listening heart. Like when we come not just to speak, but also to listen. Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of healing happens. A lot of transformation happens when we come to the Lord with a humble heart. And we're just like, Lord, here I am. What do you want to speak to me? And we have stuff to say as well, which is beautiful and received. Come boldly before the throne of grace. We do petition with prayer. We do worship in prayer. We do ask. um, In all things, right? Like in Philippians, in all things by prayer and supplication. Right. And it's like the Lord's Prayer, which that could be a whole episode in and of itself, breaking that down. But in the Lord's Prayer, it, it starts with honor and worship and admiration of who God is. And then it goes into... Lord, provide for us. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us. Right. Lead us. You know, and it goes into those things. So we definitely come with things on our heart. Um, And God loves that. Like I think about when Hudson asks you for something, you love to be asked. Yes. You love for him to ask and you love to deliver. And if you know how to give good gifts to your children. Right. How much more. And we should see ourselves through that lens because that we are his child. Sometimes I think there's a fear that we're asking too much um, because we put God in our box. He's unlimited. Like we don't even ask for enough. Scripture tells us we're, we're like there is so much more um, that he plans and can do. Right. And so imagining ourselves as that that child before a very a benevolent father um, sometimes helps me in prayer. Um, yes. And seasons change how our prayer life looks sometimes. Like, don't I think about when I was in college, mm-hmm. there were these big gaps of time in my schedule where I could pray or, uh, go to the prayer room on campus or just really, um, seek God for honestly an unlimited amount of time. And when you become, a wife and mother or when your career changes, when you become a father, when you become a leader, when you become whatever the season brings, your schedule might be shifting. But I think it's really important for us to still carve out time. And listen, I'm talking about this from the point of not I have this figured out, but from the point of these are the things I'm learning. This is what God is teaching me. Right. And this is what I hope to understand and remember and grasp. Yes. That we can pray without ceasing. So as I'm chasing the toddler around all day and changing diapers and fixing food and cleaning up messes, I can still be praying even though it looks different than it did as a college student. Yes. Um, I know leaders personally 
that carve out every morning at 4 or 5 a.m. They carve out a solid hour to commune with the Lord and commune with the Father and hear what he has to say and seeking his guidance and leadership. And that is so beautiful, like just the prioritizing prayer. You know, Emily, that is like the perfect transition to something that I'm I'm thinking about as we talk about this, which is we've talked about that we want this to be motivated um, by love at, in reflection for what God's done for us. Um, but there's also a nature of discipline to prayer as well. The, the reason we pray remains the same, but I am human and I just get distracted yes. or like... There's things that I think are more fun, maybe, or I I don't know, just like list my millions of excuses. And so something that I've been thinking about recently, and when I say thinking about, please hear that as not yet executed, but hoping to, um, is building rhythms that um, I have kind of a daily rhythm, maybe, um, but also building like weekly rhythms or monthly rhythms um, on how I pray. I, I pray for this sort of thing on this day at this place or, or refining like prayer in my day. Like I pray for this at this time. And then I want to take a break at, I'm making this up, but three o'clock, I want to pray for this every day. Mm. Um, not because I think that schedules and systems are the only way to get things done, but I have to somehow compensate for my um, distractedness or my like, right. So do you, do you think there's a way that we can balance having a heart that's motivated by love, but also knowing we kind of have to compensate for our flesh? Yes. Yes. Amen. Um, I agree with you. I love the point that you just brought up. Distraction is often a reason why we don't pray. That is such a good one. Um, that's very real. And I feel like most people relate to that. I relate to that. Um, so you said, how do we compensate for being motivated between love, but also being disciplined? And right. I don't be legalistic about it. Like you have to pray at noon on Wednesdays, but at the same time, I think it could be beautiful if you decide carving out noon on Wednesdays is for you and the Lord. Right. Well, I think there is, I think the motivation of love causes you to be disciplined. Oh, I like that. Because feelings are fleeting. If you, if you ask anyone January 3rd, how their workouts are going, Mm. how their running's going, how their diet's going, they're going to say great. If you ask that same group of people on March 3rd, you're going to get a lot of different responses because a lot of people are motivated by feelings, me included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign me up. I'm so pumped. Three months in, are you still pumped? Uh, not so much. Feelings are fleeting. But if your motivation is love and you get disciplined, these are things I'm learning, listeners. Yeah. Uh, and you get disciplined, then your motivation stays the same even when your feelings change. You know what I mean? Does yes. that make sense, Donovan? No, that's such a good analogy. And I'm going to like stick with it one more time. Is also some people are motivated by outcomes. And for the same reason... They stop that resolution. I, I've done it like a thousand times. Um, we, I was talking with one of our friends the other day about how st- 
sticking with a workout regimen has less to do with like what my body looks like and more with the inward change that happens at when I do it, right? Like the endorphins, you know, the time away from my desk. That's what keeps me working at those inward kind of balances and changes. And it's kind of the same with prayer, right? Like if you're only praying to get what you need. Right. That, that's not going to keep you praying. Right. It's the love. And like C.S. the C.S. Lewis quote, when you recognize your need. Oh, so true. When you recognize, like it's easy to get up at 5 a.m. when you know, like I need to meet with God. Right. I do. I need that. Yes. Um, and honestly, being vulnerable, because that's what we want to do is share, you know, it's been hard after becoming a mom to still get up mm. early because... I stay up later after our son goes to bed to talk with Jared and have time to invest in my marriage. And so I don't get as much sleep. And it's been a challenge sometimes to get up early. Mm -hmm. Some days I will make an excuse or, but then there's other days where, and this is going to the feelings thing sometimes, like there are other days where I'm like, no, I need this. Like, this has to be a discipline in my life because I need to meet with God. Like, this is my lifeline. And this is what, like, I want to keep Jesus at the center. Yes. And I want to seek him first. Mm -hmm. So that literally means for me first. Yes. No. (laughs) Literally not touching my phone when I get up, but getting up and seeking the Lord. And it's hard for people. It's hard. There's a lot going on. Everyone could tell us the reasons why it's hard. Mm -hmm. It is hard. Um. But we need it. Right. And we're, we're choosing, we're choosing something. Right. And, and for me, maybe that is to stay out a little longer, to watch one more episode. Um, you know, we can scroll through endless amount of things and lose time. Um, we're, maybe I'm mismanaging my time in some other way. Um, so I'm not saying you we don't have to reorder a couple things. Um, and that's where the trickiness of discipline comes in because I do think choosing from the outset how we want our prayer life to look will carry us through those harder seasons, yes. right? Sometimes when you're not feeling it, those disciplines will carry us through. But setting a discipline, is it's not easy, right? And, and it takes some sitting down and evaluating and I, I certainly don't have that figured out to by any means but I think it's an important part of living like prayers are privilege yes and you know Donna we could do a whole episode on distractions we need to mm, write that down yeah um but when we have the attitude of prayer is such a privilege um I think it's easier to be disciplined prayer is a privilege and I love the Lord and he loves me that makes me want to be more disciplined in my prayer life um, I think that's a very real thing, and it reminds me, um, last year at some point, I felt like God really prompted me to not want to, I saw myself kind of standing on the shore, you know, yeah. this is often an analogy used in Christian life and spiritual growth, but we use the analogy of standing on the shore or going out in the deep waters of what God has for us. And I was praying and I kind of saw myself standing on the shore 
And it was like, I just thought, I don't want to have not, have lived my life and not gone out in the real deep waters of all God has for me, of all the things, all the revelations he wants to show me, all the spiritual growth he wants to take me into. I don't want to have chosen to be so distracted. And that's the word that came to me, Donovan, is distraction. I really do think we should talk about that sometime. Um, That I missed that. Yeah. Um, And I think prayer is just such a huge part of our growth in the Mm -hmm. Lord. And when we can fight distraction, because I really think it's now a part of spiritual battle. Yes, I agree. Is distraction. I was thinking about that today. Um, And so for some of that, for some of us, that's social media. For some of us, that's TV. That's um, being a workaholic. That's whatever you want to plug in the gap. Um, and when we can really get serious about fighting off distractions and staying focused and being disciplined in prayer, right. um, I think God can really do some amazing things through us. I completely and agree. And in us. I'm sorry. And in us. And in us. Which will probably happen first. first. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, no, that that's a that piece of wisdom, friends, is something one of the first beautiful things Emily said to me. She was walking me through like a, a difficult thing. Um, she was like, I think the thing is changing you. I think the prayer as you walk through this is is changing you more than it is your circumstance. And that was encouraging to me. Um, to be reminded that the Lord um was still doing things. So um even if your circumstances aren't changing, um, but to to step away from that and piggyback off what something you said um the deep waters and i think a lot of my friends and me we want to hear from the lord yeah um we want to we want him to talk to us we want to feel like we're um divinely influenced and we have the word so first of all the lord has spoken to all of us and we have a very big book full of truth that is for us right now it's alive and active but also um we want to have those personal moments that you've kind of you've talked about um but the lord like like in any relationship you share the most where there's the most intimacy and so sometimes like you said just coming before the lord the prayer does not have to be eloquent or big you know what does romans eight twenty six say i i pulled it up because i in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness so come weak i love right. that like let's go let's go in weak i'm not i'm not here to show off with my vocabulary that. before the lord we do not know what we ought to pray for mm-hmm. paul's just telling you you don't it's a, of course you don't know what to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless and so between our wordless groans of just being before him and in the silence, mm-hmm. um, we like on our when we talked about um talking lately and how important it is to be silent, that's when the Lord is gonna speak. Like mm-hmm. as that time together builds, in my experience. <laughs> and so sometimes we're not hearing from the Lord, or maybe we don't know what our purpose is, or maybe we're we're struggling with what's going on. Because we're not going back to the source. That definitely happens to me. I notice when I'm kind of running around with my hair on fire, that's usually because I'm 
I'm trying to step out on my own. Right. Right. I've stepped away from that humility where I know I need the Lord. Yes. Amen. It reminds me of a quote of an influential leader and minister and Donovan, I'm having trouble remembering who it was, but the quote is still worth saying. Someone asked him how he found time to pray because he was so busy ministering all Mm -hmm. over the world. And he said, I pray that I have time to do everything else. Amen. And I just think that's so amazing, just the prioritizing of prayer. Um, So I think, friends, that's one of the main things that we just wanted to bring up today. Prayer is such a privilege that it is worth prioritizing and remembering that out of love and out of the celebration of getting to commune with the God of the universe. Right, being adopted by the God of right, the universe. That yeah. we can come to him and pray about anything. And it reminded me of the scripture in Philippians that says, rejoice in the Lord. Come before him with prayer and supplication present your request to God and the God oh my gosh Donovan my brain no it's okay I got we got you I've got this one memorized so we can figure this out so rejoice in the Lord always right there again I say rejoice I'm I'm telling the right scripture right yeah 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 you okay. just got it yeah you just got it a lot of order you're doing great it reminds me of the scripture in Philippians that mm-hmm. says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your requests be known with... <laughs> <laughs> Let your reasonableness be known. Hold on. <laughs> let's, let's read it out of the word of God. Hold on. Go ahead. Scratch that. Um, if you don't care, I'm also... I've tweeted. What a practical way you're going to Yes, apply. and I do feel like we need to go because you have to be there at seven, right? Sheesh, yeah, okay. Even eaten or nothing. I'll eat in the car. We're so fine. Oh my goodness, three. We're so um, good. Are we sure we're good? Also, yeah, this also one might be, which we've had edited. Okay, Donovan, it also reminds me of a scripture in Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. Just want to pause there. In a very anxious culture, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty big scripture right there. Yes. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Come before the Lord, whatever you're anxious about, don't be anxious Talk to him about it, and in return, he is going to give you peace that right. surpasses all understanding. What a good exchange. It's And it, it's not he's going to give you exactly what you asked for because he's a good father, um, and maybe what you asked for will, probably wouldn't give you peace. Right. But he will guard your your heart, your emotions, yeah, and and your mind, your thoughts. He will cloak all of that. In peace. Like, so that's good. what we want. That's what yeah. we want to begin with. Um, and I just want to, like, end, if, if you don't mind me asking you, like, when you think about prayer as a privilege, what is something, like, practically in your day-to-day life that you, like, a step you could take towards practicing that prayer is a privilege? 
I would say, Donovan, putting prayer first. Okay. The first part of the day. Like we said, the word distractions earlier, Mm -hmm. it's really easy to go for the news or your phone or whatever is pressing. Yes. But I think just prioritizing prayer and realizing what a celebrate, what a reason to celebrate it is, what a privilege. I think that's a practical way to start with, I'm not doing anything before I talk to the Lord first. Yes. Yeah, I think for, for me, it's really similar. I struggle with like a mind that's running a million miles an hour. Like somehow I open my Bible and I am having a fake conversation with someone that I've met twice. You know, that's that's what's happening to me. So I'm thinking I want to do the same thing. And I'm, I'm going to try to be disciplined about um, using like um, an app. I have an app that like helps me, that leads me in prayer. Um, and I want to be more intentional about using that every morning and every night to really mm. focus on my prayer, you know, to help my mind clear itself and, and direct my attention before the Lord, because that's where I think I've been struggling. So that's what I think I'm going to do this week. And I'd love to know what anyone listening is going to do this week or this month that might help their prayer life, wouldn't you? Yes. Feel free to tag us, uh, send us a message. We're on Instagram. Um, share. Yep. the podcast whatever you want to do we would love to connect with you and hear from you yeah thanks for listening friends <laughs>